0: I may
1: as well face it. I didn't marry a happy man.
0: Yes, you did, Peg.
1: You just turned him into me.
0: <laughs> Let's rock.
2: Thanks, Dad.
0: Can I get him open? Woo!
3: No Man Presents, live from the Nudie Bar, the Married with Children Podcast. Here are your hosts, Jerry, Justin, and Al. Hey guys, what's up? We are back. We are in the Moody Bar, and we are the Pet Rock of the 80s. It's the Married with Children podcast, and we're here to review The Computer Show. And I'm joined by the guy who still gets excited every time he sees a tree, Jerry. What's up, Jerry?
4: Okay. What is that word do you see uh dendrophiliac? uh there's a word for people that have sex with trees. I think it's like dendrophiliac really? or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I know that, but well
3: one guy who might not know that is not here tonight because he was snowed in. The weather outside is frightful. And this podcast is delightful. <laughs> So, yeah, guys, like we said, we're reviewing The Computer Show, Season 3, Episode 20. Peggy brings the family closer to the poorhouse when she buys a home computer. I like how they said when she buys one. I mean, it's technically true. Everyone
4: else, like, because she, I mean, she's the one that swiped the card most likely. Right. But it's like letting everyone else who, like, here's the thing. I don't know if I should bring this up now or later, but... Steve and Marcy are always preaching, like, financial responsibility, (laughs) yet they have no problem, you know, putting them $2,100 in debt.
3: Oh, and Steve's logic for that is insane.
4: Oh, I have to convince myself when I see sales, I use the same kind of logic where I'm like, no, 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 I'm not saving money because I'm still spending money to get this.
3: Yeah, like there are certain times when something's 20% off. your entire purchase, and I'll keep buying things, like $100 worth, so I can get $20 worth of stuff for free. It's, like, stupid. Yeah. So, uh, this episode aired May 14th, 1989. Director Jerry Cohen, writers Ralph Farquhar, Michael Moy.
5: What is it, Renty? You say that bad men are coming from the southeast by boat? And they're armed with knives? (laughs) (laughs) They're armed with guns. And they're foreigners good
6: boy thanks to you
5: the village will be saved oh we love you too boy
2: <laughs>
4: oh yeah Rin tin, tin was a dog but i don't think Rin tin, tin did the lassie thing but for whatever reason like the whole uh one bark means 12 sentences <laughs> but yeah because lassie did that I'm not sure how different Rin Tin Tin was, but I know it was like an actual show.
3: Now, I know you're going to hate my reference, but um, (laughs) that is like uh, a pretty funny joke. And and one way they used it was on Wayne's World where Wayne was describing his girlfriend on the rooftop and he was speaking Cantonese. And, you know, he'd go through all the sentences and they'd write the words on the bottom for us when he's talking to T. Carrere. Eventually, he just says something that's like five or six words and they just sit there in silence, staring at each other while the words keep going through through the next set of sentences, the next set. and that's all what he meant. Then it was when it was done, he they like both were like, and then they started talking again.
4: I actually really, really love uh, dub subtitle jokes because he did the same thing in one of the Austin Power movies, uh Goldfinger, I think, where instead of like doing that way, they just had like the way the subtitles were on the screen, certain words were blocked out. Okay. So it created, like, dirty phrases and stuff. okay. But I actually really like dub and dub jokes and subtitle jokes. I think they're really clever, and you don't get a lot of them. So anytime you do have them, they're typically never stale.
3: Right. One of the best, like, overdub jokes I just came across recently, on The Simpsons, Homer's ta- I knew
4: it was going to be The Simpsons.
3: <laughs> Homer's taking uh, these guys to the Super Bowl or whatever, like a busload of people. So... I guess when they, you know, animated the episode, they didn't know what teams would be there, so.
6: Hey, Mo, you want to come with me and Wally to the Super Bowl? Oh, absolutely. My favorite team's in it. The Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, ever since I was a boy, I've always loved the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, they're good, but I wouldn't count out the Denver Broncos.
3: Yeah. That actually sounds really good. Yeah, I love those guys of shows <laughs> Because we all know what the story, you know, and it's just, it just works on every level. You
0: know, I just realized that we've got someone in this house that eats, lies around all day, and does absolutely nothing. <laughs>
1: Aw, Buck is cute. I was talking about
0: you, Peg. <laughs> but the dog's pretty useless,
3: too. He He delivers it in such a way where it's totally legit if he was just talking about Buck.
4: Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, they, like, they, like, even if the joke's standard fair, they still do a fantastic job of setting it up. Even though, at this point, even if they did expect you to know it, they're still not gonna, like,
1: half ass it.
4: They're right. still gonna make sure it's set up properly.
1: Right. <laughs> you know, something else just dawned on me that people can shower during the week.
0: No, love of my life. No, that there's no one in this damn house that does anything for me. I'm the breadwinner. I deserve better treatment. Like, hey, I know. The next time I come home from work, I want someone to bring me my slippers. Question is who?
1: Actually, when it comes to your slippers, the question is how. (laughs) As in, how can a man make his slippers smell even worse than his feet?
2: (laughs)
0: Hey, I sweat the sweat of the dead peg.
1: (laughs) Anyhow, getting back to who's
0: gonna bring me my slippers. You. Well, I think you're untrainable. (laughs) Kids don't care if I live or die, so... I guess that leaves Buck.
1: Maybe everybody can learn from him. Well, that is how we toilet trained the kids. (laughs) Of course, Bud was five before he stopped getting excited every time he saw a tree. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But that's what teachers and kindergarten are Uh, for. (laughs)
3: both peg and al are such horrible parents that buck potty trained bud which i was just like uh you were
4: taking your kid outside to let him use the bathroom (laughs) that's just weird also did you catch uh there's a reference here right before they get into the potty training the kids with the dog to a previous episode did you catch it hey i sweat the sweat of the dead (laughs) peg which is a reference to him sweating Elvis.
3: Mind blown.
4: Or at least I would think it is, unless he's just saying he sweats really bad, because dead people don't sweat, so there's no other way that joke would make sense except referencing uh, the Elvis episode.
3: That is the greatest connection i ever heard in my life. I honestly thought you you would
4: have caught that. I know. I don't... <laughs> I had to rewind it to make sure he said what I thought he said, and then I was like, oh yeah, that's definitely a reference to Elvis.
3: Buck, Bud eventually says that he was the only six month old baby who knew how to change his own diaper. Because Peg talks about, was she a good mother? And he says, well, you must have been. And that's what was his reference. So he knew how to change his own diaper, but Buck potty trained him. So that all kind of falls in line.
4: Now, you know
0: what we need in this house? Poison gas coming through the vents.
1: <laughs> he only thinks of himself. <laughs> what do we need, dear? A computer. Okay, Al, write him a check.
0: Oh yeah, sure. Hey, even better. You know, go to the vault where we keep the gold bars and chip off what you need. (laughs) If anybody wants me, I'll be at the country club. They're having the big Al Bundy golf classic. (laughs) I'm hole
1: nine. (laughs) Come on, Al. Don't you want Bud to have all the things you never had? You know, an education, a good job, a happy
0: wife. <laughs> Come on, Peg, you can't tell me that seeing me up to my armpits in misery doesn't make you happy.
3: You know, this is nineteen eighty nine. Computers were not really prevalent in anyone's house at the time. So when they were saying, you know, it's a waste of time, it's useless, this and that, back then they sort of were. I mean Well
4: at at this point, most people who had a computer had like a Commodore sixty four. They Most people who had home computers were running Commodores. People who had a Commodore either had it for video games or for uh, business software. You could do, like, taxes and stuff right. on there. But most people at this point weren't super getting into, like, actual real home computers. But there definitely were people who were, like, they had a Commodore or they had a TI-94 slash A
0: now, we're not getting a computer. Computers are ruining the country. Computers and women.
1: Isn't they quite similar, Al? Because you don't know how to turn on either one. <laughs> I'm not interested in either one. Mom, can I have a computer? Of course you can, dear. What color would you like? I must be dead. I speak. No one hears me. Now... We have to get Bud a computer. He has a chance to be the first Bundy ever to go to college. My Uncle Edwin went to college. He was a cadaver for the pre-med students. (laughs) And what about Kelly? She could use one. You know, she might want to go to college, you know. Oh, God.
5: Remedial reading test tomorrow. (laughs) I mean, what do I care if Jack and Jill fell down a hall?
4: let's hope every test you go through is an oral exam. (laughs) And then her and Peggy also had no clue what computers are because she's just like, they both want to know what color. Yeah. At least, like, Kelly asked what it does.
5: Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Rhodes, we're getting a computer. Oh, Steve, a computer.
3: (laughs) It's almost like you said, do you guys ever go to Paris? They're like, oh, they hug and kiss like, that was one of the best weeks of our life. Like, they literally did it like that about a computer.
4: <laughs> yeah. I need, I'm need. i going to ask Reese, be like, hey, Reese, when I got my laptop and I could go back to editing and ignore you again, wasn't that a special time? Oh.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my wife likes that I'm a producer of a podcast. <laughs> yeah. She just is in love with the idea.
4: Yeah. I only spent all morning ignoring her to... Uh, record and edit videos while watching Casino. No, it's perfectly fine. She's going to hug me when I bring up laptops. Yeah,
3: yeah.
5: I remember our first computer. To buy it, we each decided to give up something. To sacrifice. So that we could have our little computer. Steve gave up getting a new car for another year and I, I gave up my class on napkin folding. (laughs) (laughs) Steve just let me. Now he's got a new Mercedes, and I'll never know how to make a napkin hat.
2: (laughs) Thanks, Steve. But I'm working
5: that out in therapy. (laughs) Meantime, you're getting a computer?
3: Wouldn't it just be cheaper to take that class than to pay for the therapy it's going to take to get over this? Like, could napkin folding possibly be as expensive as therapy?
4: Yeah, and also, the, the joke that actually bothers me here is... When she talks to you, she's like, uh, Steve wouldn't get another car for a year, and I wouldn't do my napkin folding class. And she's like, Steve just let me. He got a new Mercedes, and I'll never know how to make a napkin hat. And I'm like, first of all, if you were learning how to make napkin hats, um, I'm not sure what kind of napkin course you were taking. But making hats is not what they're used for. (laughs) And two, does this mean that uh, the other car was that before the Mercedes? he's going to get another car after the mercedes or it was i'm just trying to figure out the timeline of when because she seems like she's making it seem like they gave up two things but steve didn't end up actually giving up his and he still got his, his car Well, and i'm assuming
3: it's a mercedes he just had to hold off for a year she could never take the class for some reason
4: yeah i guess they realized making napkin hats is stupid and no one took the class
3: Like, why would he have to wait a year to spend $50,000, but she didn't have to wait three weeks before she spent the $82 it would take for that class? Like, it doesn't make any sense, really. No, it really
4: doesn't. I don't like this. This joke's just kind of absurd, and I really like napkin hats.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
0: We don't need a computer. And I'll tell you what would happen if we got one. Just like when we had the kids, everybody oohs and ahs the first couple of days. (laughs) Then after the novelty wears off, it just sits there, collects dust, and cries for food.
2: (laughs) No, I'm telling
0: you, nobody needs kids. No, I mean, I mean a computer.
3: (laughs) Do you have kids? No, that's why I have a cat. Are you going to have kids?
4: Uh, Not if I can help it. Yeah? Yeah, I don't, I actually don't really want kids. She does. I don't. I'd be okay without them,
3: but I feel like I'd like one, though.
4: Yeah, exactly. I'm in the same boat. Like, if it happens, well, there goes all my money. If it doesn't happen, <laughs> I'm completely okay with it. Don't forget that. all
3: your free time and all, um... All
4: my free time. Married with Children podcast will become a bi-weekly podcast, if you're lucky.
3: Yeah, then we'll finish it in 10 years.
4: Yeah, it'll it'll be done by the time we actually see a Married, reunion, uh, <laughs> yeah. a married with Children reunion.
3: Like, guys, if you if you only knew how hard it was for us to get to this nudie bar every week, if we had kids, <laughs> I could tell you now, yeah, this would be a bi-weekly or a monthly show. So. Yeah. Because right now, the, my kid would have to be with me right this second. He'd be sitting right next to me, probably screaming the whole time I'm trying to do this.
4: So. Yeah, I'd be like, so, Alex, what are sports scores?
3: Like, you get them on your newspaper? <laughs> can you hear me? <laughs> Wait, hold on, guys. He's spitting up. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they're convincing these guys, and Pe- it doesn't take Peg any convincing. She doesn't know what it is. She just wants it. Everybody else is knocking it down. And I have a total big kind of not – like a thing that just makes this whole episode kind of weird uh, that happens. It's a great joke, and it it's actually sort of speaks to real life, but in the speed that happens on this episode, is just insane, but – uh, it's still, it's still funny though, and I wouldn't want to change it. So Peg leads the way to go get a computer. Everyone's into it.
5: Dad, wait till you see what we got. Ow!
0: You're gonna be proud of what I did. I saved you two hundred dollars. Thanks, Steve. Yep.
6: They wouldn't give you anything off on the twelve hundred dollar model, so I said, No way, Jose. I am not leaving here without a discount. So I got them to give you a two hundred dollar rebate on this twenty one hundred dollar model. Okay. <laughs>
3: with a $200 rebate and tried doing rebates in the 80s guys it was like a nightmare and I think you get your money like three months later or something it's not like a rebate is the worst thing in the world back in the old days
1: Peg you spent $1,900? no I spent $2,100 because with the $200 we saved you I bought this dress (laughs) so actually this dress was free And you got a $200 rebate.
0: Yeah, I guess that's what my horoscope meant when it said kaboom.
5: (laughs) Al, what you're overlooking is all the things this model can do. This is a muscle machine. It's fully loaded. It has a 3600 baud modem, a VGA high-resolution color monitor, a 40-megabyte hard disk, and 7 megabytes of RAM.
2: <laughs>
5: Steve, it's the you of computers.
6: <laughs> you ain't just whistling IBM, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let me learn
4: you some stuff here. One, they don't need a modem. Um, cause at at this time you could you could use a modem, but it was basically through your phone line to directly connect to like someone else's computer. And I doubt they know anyone who they would be able to connect to except maybe Marcy and Steve if they bought that modem. Because it's a separate piece. It's like a big separate piece. It's not inside the computer.
3: Is that the thing that looks like a phone?
4: Yeah, it would be be similar to that because it is going to go through a phone line.
3: Well, Gary and Wyatt had that in Weird Science. Remember when they were making Lisa and then they slammed the phone down? I always wondered what that was because I never had a computer in those days and I think that's what sold the movie Weird Science like nobody – Because
4: no one knew what a computer could do fully so you just – they did that a lot in the 80s where they just made computers do things that they cannot do. Right
3: because nobody really – I was like, oh, OK. Can you do that? Yeah, you're going to question it. Like, no one's going to question it.
4: No one watching this is going, in this day and age, when computers come, like, stock with 6 gigs of RAM, are going to question 7 megabytes of RAM. (laughs) They're just like, whatever. Like, so, okay, the VGA full-color monitor, that's really expensive. Okay. Okay, so a 40 megabyte hard disk is right for the time, but it would be, like, top of the line.
3: Which you would hope it is at $2,100.
4: Oh, I haven't even gotten to that part. Uh, The 7 megabytes of RAM is completely wrong. (laughs) Uh, At best, they would have 640 kilobytes of RAM.
3: Is that way smaller?
4: Oh, that's way, way, way smaller. Uh, That's not even 1 megabyte of RAM. Oh, my God. I'll put it this way. When my dad got his uh, first Windows 95 computer, it only had four megabytes of RAM and that computer cost him $3,400.
3: What?
4: Yeah. And and keep in mind, you didn't even need at the time in 89. You wouldn't have, even if seven megabytes of RAM would have been on the market for some God awful reason, which it absolutely was not. You wouldn't have needed it because before windows 95, there was really no multitasking. And if you're not multitasking, you don't need RAM. Windows 95 is what made computers be more popular because you could multitask. You could run multiple programs. You had more, like it was, it made it a lot more user-friendly because you didn't have to do one program at a time. Not alone that it it does not, it could not exist. It would be way more than $2,100 just based off the RAM spec alone.
3: Well, by today's standards, this computer they bought is the jerry of computers because it's so good it
4: doesn't even exist in this reality (laughs) you're going to dust for the computer
1: when was the last time you dusted for me or cooked for me or listen to one word i said al don't just sit there silently say something about the computer
3: (laughs) is my family lost to me now do you think that remember how we talk about peg waking up in that dream, like, oh mom, I dreamed I was married to a shoe salesman, we lived in a dump. Oh yeah. And she goes, ah! She 100%, yeah, she hundred
4: percent did this joke on purpose. She definitely was just straight ignoring him. It wasn't that she didn't actually hear him. She just doesn't care.
3: Yeah, so she was just being a jerk, I get. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Am I the forgotten Mark's brother?
3: Am I Zeppo Bundy? <laughs> So one really odd mistake that the writers made on this show, um, so Al says this whole, am I the forgotten Marx brother, am I Zeppo Bundy? He's actually mixing two people up. Uh, the forgotten Marx brother is Gummo Marx. He was the first to leave, you know, he enlisted in World War One and then became a businessman. Uh, so he's, always, he's referred to as the forgotten Marx brother. The youngest of the Marx brothers, Zeppo, actually is the one who took his place. So what he should have said was, "Am I Gummo Bundy, not am I Zeppo Bundy?" So they decide to go probably the greatest route <clears throat> you could take here. The computer talks to Al.
6: Hello, Al. <laughs> I cost you a lot of money, didn't I? <laughs> and nobody's touched me, have they? <laughs> Well, looks like you were right again. Just like you were about your marriage, your kids, and your job. <laughs> Come on. Smile for me, Al. I'm not so bad. Every family needs a computer. <laughs>
3: it, does that mean Al's is actually starting to lose his mind? <laughs>
4: yes.
5: Dad, I've got this book report due, and, um... Oh, God, what do you call it? The subject with the words... English? Yeah. So I've got this book report for tomorrow on Moby Dick, and I've been, like, reading it for an hour, and I got stumped on something. Could you help me? What? Call who, Ishmael?
3: Ah, me. Kelly has a report on Moby Dick. Now, is this... Are we, like, in the Twilight Zone here? Did we not... Is my memory shot, or did we not just do this? Like... 10 episodes ago or something oh yeah this episode is filled with like either repeating the same joke
4: or doing throwbacks to older episodes and this time it's just them straight up reusing the joke which i guess is them trying to play on how dumb she is but it's like come on kelly he hits you with this he even added the theme song again right like how do you not get this
3: it's not it's not even been a year what are we supposed to think as viewers? Are we thinking that Kelly's so dumb they just keep on giving her the same thing cuz the teachers don't even want to bother with her anymore? I'm I'm just going to assume once
4: again they never expected people to watch this in sequential order. So it was never an issue. If we want to reuse a joke, who cares? The somewhat like half the people watching the show probably didn't see the last episode where we made this joke.
3: <laughs> right. So Kelly has a pretty funny joke cuz she says Al says, use the computer for your report. And she goes, um...
0: Kelly, look, we got a million-dollar computer sitting over here. Why don't you do your report on it?
5: I tried. I turned it on, and I typed in Ishmael. You know what it said to me, Dad? Ishmael. <laughs> <laughs> even spelled it wrong. And then it just sat there. What am I going to do?
3: Because there's, there's no Google to type it into.
4: And that's the thing, is, is the beginning, the opening jokes for this are great. I have a book report. Do... Uh, about the subject with the words. English? Yeah, I've been reading Moby Dick for an hour and I'm stuck on something. Call who Ishmael? That's literally the beginning of the book.
3: <laughs> That's like the opening line of Moby Dick.
4: Yeah, it's like, it's like come on. You've been <laughs> on that for an hour? Why do you even care?
3: Three words she's stuck on.
4: Yeah, and, so, and then they go into the bud joke, which I was just like, come on. This is... Now, I may forgive it just because the joke right after it with Bud and Al is pretty funny. Hmm. When I was like, well, you know when she gets older, you've got to take care of her. When she's 21, she's out.
3: <laughs> yeah, that is funny, too. And it's great that Bud is, you know, you got to watch out what you're doing here because you're the one. So Bud's going to help her. You know, what I really want to do is on the Season 3 wrap-up show, I think I'm going to try to have, like, the perfect clips pulled from both of this exact joke. And play them back to back. I want to see how differently they are structured.
4: Yeah, because this is literally the third time. Wait a second. Even in that episode, she got fooled by it twice. Mm-hmm.
3: The Adams Family was one thing. You know
4: what? I actually do believe that it happened this third time now because she got twicked, tw- tricked twice in the same like two days by the same exact thing.
3: Yeah, and I believe I think it was Adams Family and Gilligan's Island. If my memory serves, those were the two theme songs Bud tricked her into last time Al
2: <laughs> Al What?
6: You don't look comfortable Al Why don't you get the dog to bring you your slippers?
0: <laughs>
2: Buck Buck
0: Why my tootsies are tired Buck Buck The damn dog is untrained.
1: Good boy, Buck. Take it upstairs. Good boy. Close the door behind you. He's a wonder dog.
4: Peggy got him trained when Al can't.
3: Yeah, I like when she says shut the door behind you because in my mind I always picture Buck Closing the door and he's like – now he's stuck in their bedroom. Oh my god. You're right. Because he never – you would think if he went in, dropped it off, then left, then closed it, he'd come back downstairs.
4: You're right. He's stuck up in a bedroom.
3: Well, I hope he's potty trained.
4: I don't know. Ask Buck. Or (laughs) ask Bud. Yeah. (laughs) Now I've done it.
3: (laughs) So um, Bud would rather play with Kelly than his computer. And at the time, you can't blame anybody. I mean, like like you said, unless unless they had video games to put in there, and they had floppy disks and all this weird stuff, it was really just crazy. When those, like to me, when I think of an old computer, I think of the sound that AOL used to make when you were logging into it. Remember, you heard the same exact pattern of sounds a hundred times in your life.
4: Yep. And then you, as soon as you log into AOL, you've got mail. <laughs>
1: welcome you've got mail
3: and you never nobody even knew your email address but somehow there was something there there are so many times when it wouldn't even go on. Like you would sit there. There were times. There were nights back in like 96, 97. I think it was just 97 though when we got one. That you would try to get on the computer and it it wouldn't connect. And you had to try this for like 45 minutes. Dude, do you remember how like if you wanted to d- like look at a picture,
4: it would take like 30 minutes just for the picture to like layer like line by line build itself. <laughs> like cuz i i've had a i had a computer like super i had one like when i was like in second grade cuz my dad's always been very into computers so i had one and i had AOL and all of that and like and i remember like looking up like like we would sit there and wait for 3 hours <laughs> just to have like a 10 second dragon ball z clip upload wow or download so we could watch it
3: yeah guys it was insane like the computers of these days are garbage, man. It was so. It was amazing that they, at the point they were at, they were still willing to sell them to people. Like it should. This should have been like the R and D department for another like ten years or something, because it was atrocious. But you know, the people were screaming for them so. So Al or Peg, I guess, and Steve let this happen. Agree to the worst payment plan situation on earth. So for $2,100. He is paying this off over the course of 78 months. Which most loans on earth never go past 5 years. Um, This is like 6.5 years. And the payments are $27 a month. With an interest rate of 25%. So with an interest rate like that. Al is paying $2,632 instead of the already insane $2,100. Al's paying basically another $500 and $532. Jesus. And if Justin was here, he'd be able to tell us what Al is actually paying for this computer, which in these days would be like probably $4,000 or so.
4: Probably. Except for that computer doesn't even exist.
3: Right. Right. Alwyn's pegged to do something with this computer. It's just sitting there, costing Al money. Somebody has to do something. <clears throat> the next shot, when I was a kid, I really bought into the vision that Jerry Cohen created. Like, in that next, when the screen flips or whatever, and it shows them the computer's all decked out across everything, the phone's in there, the printer marcy's pulling paper up like from the printer and peg's in there whatever it seems like a lot's going on like i remember when i was a kid i used to be like wow this is this this whole thing's going on now they really got it working it's really cool i like
4: how they tried to make it more impressive by putting these these random like rainbow colored lights (laughs) just in there that would never be on a computer ever for any reason it's so like they just walked over to like some science fiction show. I was like, can we just borrow these lights real quick? I didn't even
3: make this look more computerish. Yeah. And and like Marcy ripping that paper out like, oh, we printed what? What could you have possibly, what did you write that you pressed print? One of the best jokes I've ever heard.
4: Well, Al's response is the best. I didn't marry a happy man. And Al says, yeah, you did. You just turned him into me. Uh,
0: Marcy, we've been living next door to each other. How long now?
5: 937
4: days. Yeah, well, anyhow. Yeah, which uh, apparently is wrong, because they said this episode actually premiered 771 days after the pilot episode.
3: Oh, my God. Really?
4: Uh, But they explained it by going, although that episode was still on December December 12th, 1986, which was 885 days ago. So the only logical explanation can be that the writers based their ballpark figure off 771 on the actual day that Ed O'Neill and Amanda Burst met before rehearsals began.
0: Huh. I just thought, you know, it's been a long time since I did something nice for you. So how about this? Um, Buy this computer off me, get it the hell out of my house. It's real nice. It's got rams and bites and it's got a hat rack
2: and
0: $2,500 worth of stuff sitting there. Make me an offer. $30. Well, $30. I didn't say for my life, I said for the computer.
5: It's only a week old and it's never been touched. Well, Al, to be honest, it's slow, it's underpowered, it's obsolete. Let's face it, it's the you of computers. Personally, I wouldn't fertilize a farm with it.
4: This computer has more RAM in it than any computer on the planet currently (laughs) like the ram that's in here the, the the actual physical piece would be bigger than the computer at this point
3: right right um so obviously what they're doing here is like i said it's true to life you know you could buy anything and someone will tell you in three years or so that yeah no that's obsolete man they got better stuff now like even TVs though they got 4k now they got this now they
4: i i actually tell people when they buy tvs i'm like when they're like yeah i think i might get this samsung QLED and i'm like save that extra grand and just get a regular samsung 4k tv because you don't need the QLED hell you're probably still just getting it so you can watch uh, football games which are not in 4k so you don't need it anyway unless you're actually going to buy a 4k blu-ray player or you're super into watching blu-rays because blu-rays even without the f- the 4k player upgrade still looks super good on 4k tvs you don't need it uh, 4k is already above what
3: most people are even doing yeah, no one's really doing 4k
4: i mean i'm doing 4k i use my 4k it's for, well, I mean, I don't watch cable TV, so I actually get to watch stuff in 4K. And I get to watch stuff upscale to 4K, which is not true 4K, but still better. But the average person is not. They're watching cable TV, which is 1080 at best, mm-hmm. if you're lucky. And it doesn't upscale very well anyway. No. So I'm like, don't take the next step to go to QLED. You don't need it. Because And here's the thing with flat screen TVs, Let's be honest, their lifespan is not like what CRTs were. You're not looking at having this TV for 15 years. You're going to have it for five years, and then you're going to be itching to get a new one. So you might as well just stay a little bit behind the curve and buy the regular
3: TV. Dude, people make fun of me because I still have an iPhone 5.
4: Well, I would make fun of you for having an iPhone. I don't really care what generation it is.
3: <laughs> yeah, I um, I had a BlackBerry And then once um, that kind of phase was over, I got an iPhone and I think I just was just too lazy to either learn a new phone or not have all my stuff transferred over every time I bought a new phone. And at the time when I was buying them, iPhones were still like the number one thing. So when they stopped being the best thing, I think I just kept buying it because I don't know. I, I was just like, well like what am I going to do? Just get a whole new thing and start over and and I'm not paying now because phone companies no longer offer you the idea that well if you extend your con- your contract with us for two more years, we'll you will give you your phone for only 200 bucks. Uh they stopped doing that. So now Yeah,
4: well I won't I won't get into it, but I can't I can actually explain that to you and your Apple iPhone is is why that's happening.
3: Why they stopped that?
4: Yes. They have to pay full price because they used to be when you signed up for a two-year contract, you know the cell phones weren't a thousand dollars per phone. Right. Like a lot of your newer iPhones are selling for eight hundred and forty-nine dollars to a thousand dollars. Right. Per phone, they have to pay AT and T, Verizon, Sprint. They have to pay Apple that money for the phone. They don't get a discount. Apple's like, nope, screw you. Everybody wants it. That's why for a, you remember that time period where like everyone lost unlimited data.
3: Yeah, I did. I did too.
4: And it's because that was the first thing where they were like, we can't do that anymore because we got to make up the money that we're paying to Apple. Wow. And now technically Samsung is guilty of this now also because a lot of their phones cost the same amount, but, but Apple's the one that kickstarted. And then eventually phone companies got, they got tired of footing that bill. And so they were like, you know what? The customer is going to foot the bill. They want Apple iPhones. They'll pretty much do anything for them. Here you go. And, but the bonus is because We do foot that bill now. We do pay off because now it's all installment plans where you pay off that phone over the course of two years or you pay it off earlier or whatever. You, you, You now they can do unlimited data again because they don't have to foot that bill. But that's completely off topic. But hey, the more you know, right? Yeah.
3: Hey, listen. People have written to me already and said I have learned so much. On uh, this supposed goofy show, podcast, that this is just yeah. one of the best rides to work I ever had. So, thank you. But real quick, just to get back to the whole computer thing and what's going on, you know, that's, that's what we, you know, they're just rushing the idea that this is obsolete. They do become obsolete in like two or three years, but... They made it happen in one week here for some reason, just to get the show moving. <laughs> so, and it's actually it, it works better for the jokes. It's like insanely exaggerated. Like all this praising they did a week earlier, and now it's just crap a week later. And like, how could they feel that way? Do Stephen Marcy buy a new computer every single week? How could they have this mentality? <laughs> you
4: know? Yeah, because they apparently bought theirs almost a year ago. Right.
3: So it's like, how do you have this mentality?
1: Bundy versus the fully IBM-compatible Head Start computer. Bundy has never used a computer before. He's sitting down. Wait a minute. The on-screen instructions are so simple, he doesn't have to wrestle with a manual. Bundy's punching his way through the incredible variety of programs. In just 23 minutes, he's entered the world of computers.
0: Thanks, Head Start, for releasing my hitherto unsuspected intellectual prowess. The Head Start Computer, built to be compatible with you. Al? Leave me alone.
6: Okay, I'll just sit here and run your electricity bill through the roof. <laughs> that's about a quarter. 37 cents. Whoa! Oh, that's power surge. That's a buck. <laughs> well, good, though. Oh, come on, Al. It's not just you. Me and my kind are really of no use to a regular family. I'm the pet rock of the 80s, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come back, Al. I really can do great things. Listen, why did the shoe salesman buy a computer? Give up? Because he's married to an idiot.
3: <laughs> Badass Al Bundy moment with Al being done with his computer thing. Goes in the garage, gets out a sledgehammer. <laughs>
6: Kids, what am I worried about? No one's stupid enough to break a (laughs) 25. Yeah.
3: Then Al smashes the crap out of this computer. The way they have the sparks fly and the smoke go and everything is just amazing. But it was at this
4: point that I was like, you know what? Maybe, just maybe, Kelly gets her stupidity from her dad. <laughs>
3: and the best part about this whole thing is that Al thinks he won here. Like, he is sitting there like he's a king. And
4: let's talk
0: about those slippers. <laughs> like,
4: in such
3: a demanding voice. And, and Buck goes, runs up there and gets and him. And gets him. And he says, now I am truly king. And it's all great and all. But we can't help to think in the back of our minds, dude, you just wasted two thousand six hundred and thirty dollars.
4: Yeah, you literally could have just paid for, uh, paid for like a little, like because back then in the newspapers you would like advertise what you were selling. So he could have put out an advertisement on a newspaper, or if anything, I don't know, maybe take it back. You've had it for a week. <laughs>
3: And well, Marcy, he wouldn't sell it because Marcy got it in his head that it's only worth 30 bucks. So, to, and, and that's probably the one way you could sell Al's uh, actions is that he doesn't, although yes, he is going to spend $2,600 in the next six and a half years, the way he thinks of it is it's a $30 piece of junk. Yeah. You know, because she put that in his head that it's worthless. Do you not break something that's worthless just because you're going to keep paying for it even though you don't even want it and nobody else even wants to do anything with it?
4: Yeah, and I still don't know who, who who is still giving him credit cards that have that much of a limit on them. Do you think it's another buck card? No way someone makes that mistake again.
5: <laughs> no Ma'am will be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Just type in www.facebook.com groups slash Married with Children Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to them on iTunes and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to Channels and search up Married with Children Podcast. You can email them at MarriedWChildrenPodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Now the guys are going to give their final thoughts and ratings of this week's episode.
3: Let's get into the ratings. So Jerry, how many super torn up slippers is Buck bringing you for this episode out of 5?
4: So I'm going with 3 out of 5. It it and it barely scraped that and I but the reason I'm doing that is cuz I think I hyped myself up too much for this one. I wanted to see them interacting with a computer. That's what I wanted and I did not get that at all. Like I wanted them to like try to do something on the computer, not be able to figure it out and then like have Stephen Marcy come over and be like, "Oh, you just do this." And then it happens and like and then bu- bugging Stephen Marcy constantly to like uh quote unquote fix the computer when nothing's wrong with it. That's what I was expecting and I didn't get that. What I got was more of Peggy being insufferable and even though there are, like, funny things in this, there's a balance of this episode of things that I find funny and things that I don't find funny. And some of the things that I don't find funny are because they've already been done before, and I'm like, come on, you can't keep reusing this.
3: Yeah, that was weird, yeah.
4: Yeah, so – and then the ending with Al destroying the computer didn't do it for me because I was just – because I'm just sitting there going, if you're so poor, why are you destroying a, tw- like a $2,100 – Uh, uh, computer like that's as stupid as trying to build a hat out of a napkin
3: dude but isn't that the beauty of this whole show how stupid every like the ed o'neill said a great line one time he said what he loves about the show so much is that you can watch it and not learn a damn thing from it and it's just it's just utterly stupid nonsensical hilarity you know what's hilarious? When I was talking to my dad earlier
4: today, when I was asking about the computer, we started talking about um, Star Wars. And we started talking about that Netflix show, uh, the, uh, Toys That Made Us. And he was talking about why he didn't like He-Man. Because uh, He-Man was always trying to teach you something. Oh, yeah. And he was like, I just wanted a show that would teach me nothing. Right. And bam, look, you, you bring up the same reference <laughs> right now. So what was your
3: rating? I love this episode, but... Now that, you see, I never watched this in order. And any time I probably saw the, the last thing with Bud and Kelly and then this thing with Bud and Kelly, I probably just forgot that it was two different episodes. And I just said, oh yeah, I remember that. You know, because I'm, I'm watching these blankly my whole life. I don't think of it as like a research project like I do now. Now that I know this, it really hurts that whole thing. So I can't give it a five out of five because I don't love it. Because of that, I think that's a really weird misstep for me. So I give this a four horribly damaged, Wait, we'll... just t- really torn
4: up slippers.
3: Right. Uh, four out of five slippers from Buck. So, guys, uh, season three is winding down. We only have two episodes left, believe it or not. Then we're going to get to our big season three wrap up show. Uh, of course, that's exclusively for Patreon, all the patrons of the Marrow Children Podcast. Uh will be there for the Season 3 wrap-up show, so make sure you're one of them. So we have two more episodes, Life's a Beach, and Here's Looking at You, Kid. And Life's a Beach is going to be a tough one to review, because I, I hate doing things out of season. But you know what, the weather has been so atrocious, you know, Justin couldn't even make it, so... It's been so bad, I will actually look forward to some beach quality time right now. So, uh, Life's a Beach is the next episode when Al decides the Bundy clan needs to spend quality time together. They pack up and head for the beach.